Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2018. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful Newport Beach. Ah, should have brought my surfboard with a very special guest by the name of Mitch Shatson. Mitch, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Mark, I I think I'm ready for you. Thank you. All right. We're going to have some fun. Mitch and I had a wonderful pre-show chat. I think we could talk for hours. Our our lives are a little bit in parallel, maybe a lot in parallel, but we're going to talk about financing and cars and the used car market and the collector car market. But before I give you a proper introduction today, Mitch, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you? Oh wow! Uh, you know, I'm 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 a pretty much uh, pretty much an open book. Uh, I guess maybe the one thing people don't know about me that I did share with you is that uh, you have probably forgotten more about cars this morning than I know, <laughs> and I try to keep that a bit of a secret. It's it, it, it's out now, so uh, that's that's probably uh, one. But as I also mentioned to you, I have a lot of fun in this this industry. Uh, I'm I'm okay revealing that to you today. Well, I told Mitch that. You know, the most important thing here is he's one of these guys that enables us crazy car collectors to get and access vehicles because he knows how to get the money. So I think that's a a very important factor here, especially when it comes to collector cars, uh, investing in collector cars. And boy, if we are not talking in the right time, the market is on fire right now. I've never seen it like this. And I've been around a guy. I'm a little bit of a mature guy. So Who'd have thought? But we're going to touch base on that. But let me give you a proper introduction first. Mitch Shanson is the president and COO of Woodside Credit Collector Car Financing, overseeing all operations, marketing, customer relations, and business development. He has 40 years of consumer lending experience. So I'm talking to a guy who knows what he's talking about. And he joined the Woodside team back in 2008. Mitch began his consumer lending career at Crocker National Bank. I remember them, Wells Fargo. Uh, Boy, now we're going back in time where he served as vice president for home lending and transportation products. He then joined Gannis Credit Corporation in 1986 and served in key senior management positions under all five company ownerships with responsibilities that include strategic planning, marketing, product development, and direct lending. He also served on several industry association advisory boards and was the recipient of numerous honors and awards from the Recreation Vehicle Industry Association. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So, hey, give them a little love and give them a little business because they're the reasons we're here today, and we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint, and an extra layer of soft, Breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, custom fit to fit the car like a glove. 
And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH, Y-E-A-H-21, at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So, Mitch, we are back. So I want to dive a little deeper into what's going on in the world here, because in our pre-show chat, we talked about this thing called COVID that hit us a few years ago, still lingering around. It could be gone. Just go away, go away. But it has radically changed a lot of things for a lot of people. But one of the things that it's created is a change in the marketplace when it comes to collector cars. And anyone who's into collector cars like you and I has noticed that Things are going nuts. Things are going crazy. And you guys have had very robust last two years. So let's talk a little bit about your perspective on the collector car world. And as you go through this, I'm going to have some questions for you about why it's good to borrow money to buy a collector car or different ways to do that or your interpretations of what is going on out there. Well, well, Mark, as I shared with you, um, I don't think any of us expected what we saw in the last couple of years. No. Uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, began, uh, you know, we're in the lending business. We thought it was time to start doubling, tripling the collection staff. And where was this going? Well, we quickly found out that in our space, we're very fortunate uh, that we were working with a clientele that, uh, quite frankly, they were trapped at home. Uh, couldn't travel to Europe, and the collector car space got very robust. When I say 20 and 21 were record years for us, uh, I, I should back up and tell you that we're in business 20 years. The last 12 years have been consecutive record years for us, so we go back growing for many years in a row. But 20 and 21 were uh, beyond those run rates prior to that. We were well positioned. We had gone to electronic loan execution, so that really made things simple for us to be able to get our documents and documentation to folks electronically when 
you couldn't come in and, uh, as they say, uh, you know, press firmly uh, to sign or, or have a notary go out. Uh, so, but uh, none of us expected what we saw. And, uh, you know, I've listened to your interviews with great experts, with Craig Jackson and Mikhail Haggerty and, yeah. and, and others. And I don't think anybody saw this coming, but uh, uh, we're, we're one of the fortunate ones that have benefited during this time. And, and I think we were prepared to, to benefit from it. So let's talk about the whys here, because those of us who have collector cars, I've got one in my garage, and you know it's a car that I've always thought I would never part with. And as these things start to escalate, and I did this with an older Porsche I had before, they start to go up in value, and you start looking at them in a different way. And in some ways, it creates an albatross around your neck, because you start to think, wow, that thing's worth a lot of money. I don't know if I want to leave it parked in the grocery store parking lot or risk having some, uh, you know, somebody in a big SUV on their phone T-bone me in an intersection. So you start to look at this as, okay, maybe I made a good choice and this is a bit of an investment and it starts to go up, or maybe I just get tired of it and it's time for something new. What do you think is the reason for especially the last two years for the collector car market to explode the way it has? Because I see or I hear a lot of people on the show talking about there's a lot of cash out there, people buying cars with their cash. But you guys are in the business of loaning money to people who don't want to use their cash that way. They want to use it in other ways, leverage it in other ways. So what's your perspective on why? What, what's going on? Well, I think what's happened in the last two years are two things. First of all, folks wanted to get back to life as normal as they could and wanted to get back to it, to enjoying life. And then, as you said, there was a lot of cash out there. So there was only so much product out there, so much to be purchased. So it's simple economics of supply and demand. So you have this attitude of, I want to get out and enjoy the lifestyle, but we're not as we as we say we're not manufacturing new classic cars every day the the uh, that is that is the supply so we saw the convergence convergence of those two things and i think that's where where we've seen prices move up where they where they have but one thing i don't think has changed is that how the individuals, the owners feel about their cars. It's the reason why insurance is so reasonable on these classic cars is because the owners take great care of them. They don't go out on a rainy night. They don't, uh, some owners don't even know where the light switches are on these cars. <laughs> so I, I don't think that attitude has changed. But yes, we're all looking at our cars are worth more, our homes are worth more. But, um, you know, I, I don't think the general attitude of how, how individuals have thought about these items, I don't think that's that's changed. They're just worth a little bit more. Yeah, or a lot more in some cases. Or a lot more. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, kind of shocking when you start watching Bring a Trailer and some of these many other auction sites that seem to be popping up new every day. Uh, Shiftgate's another one I've had on this show and, and many others. When somebody is thinking about buying a collector car and they're trying to weigh the difference between should I take money out of an account somewhere and pay cash for it or should I finance it? What are some of the ways you, because you've been in the lending business for a long time, so you've seen, boy, you've seen some things happen, haven't you, in the lending industry, especially when it comes to properties and uh, what happened back in 07, 08, 09. I mean, who, who saw that coming? I think a few people did, but not everybody. What are some of the ways that you help your customers think differently about finance versus paying cash? Well, it's interesting, Mark. When, when I tell people what I do and they're not familiar with our business, I quite often hear, 
oh, I thought people paid cash for those cars, particularly those those classic cars. Well, the fact of the matter is we just uh, a few months ago originated our two billionth dollar, two oh, billion dollars in well, this space. Congratulations. Thank you. So there, there, there are a few folks who have found their way to us as opposed to paying cash. And one of the things we say is, keep your cash, use ours. Well, if you look at what folks were able to do with their cash over the last couple of years, look at the stock market last year, look at it over time. We just have this simple concept of put your money to work for you and use ours because our program allows for a very low monthly payment. And so our borrowers enjoy the car for whatever time they, they, they choose to, our portfolio rolls over in about 40, 42 months, and it's driven by lifestyle. Let's get that car out of the garage. Let's upgrade to the next one. Oh, that one looks prettier than the one I have now, or I want to add to my collection. So we have seen this in this business forever, that lifestyle drives our portfolios. And uh, so in a nutshell, we make it easy, we make it convenient, and we allow folks to use their capital for other things. You know, this is a big debate, and obviously a lot of this has to do with how many zeros and where the decimal point is in your assets. <laughs> because we look at people who are uber wealthy, and you kind of think, why would they ever borrow money to buy a car? I mean, they've got all this money, but you're right. If you're really savvy and you're smart, whether you are or your financial advisor is, and I've had this discussion with my financial advisors, okay, if I have this lump of money, what's the best thing to do with it? And I even hear this from my kids now who are very savvy about how to invest and so forth, saying, well, why not have the money being made from that money pay for your car versus you take all that money and then risk the car maybe not being worth as much or whatever. And so there's different ways to think about this, but the other part of this is, Interest rates have been pretty low for a while now. And, you know, I hear these grumblings of, you know, they're starting to creep up a little bit. But even for cars, interest rates have been abnormally, I think I say abnormally because I've been around. Uh, I was around back when my first house was 17% mortgage. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, like people go, what? It was that high? Yeah, it was that high. So, yeah. You, you, re, you and I both remember we're of the demographic or we remember prime rates are, are rocketing up to the 20% range oh, back, in, back, back in the early 80s and my early banking days. And over time, we have seen rates move up and down. There's talk now that the Fed may ra raise rates very likely that they will. So rates go up and down. What is unique about our program is our program is payment driven. The terms that we offer allow for, as we say, the lowest payments in America. So as rates move up, that's not the headline story. The headline story is what is the term of the loan driving the monthly payment, which is driving the cash flow. So at Woodside, when we make a loan of, I'll start with $100,000, the monthly payment is $1,000 a month. When you run that compared to a regular auto payment, that's not that's not that's not very much. So rates will move, they'll go up, they'll go down, but the uniqueness of our program and and I like to say we're the uh we're the overnight success that took 20 years. <laughs> like Willie and, Nelson. <laughs> like Willie Nelson. And uh and the chairman founder of our business Roger Kerwin, actually the premise, the concept of the low payment loan goes all the way back to the mid 80s 
when I first joined him and we were building an RV and boat lending business. And our founder is really the pioneer of the first 15-year term in the RV space. You see that very common today. But Roger Kerwin was the one who worked with the first banks back in the early 80s uh, to make that happen. And I joined him, I like to say I joined him the, the week after that, and because I, I came to work for him in 1986. So we're that overnight success that's been working at this for 35 years. So that's the essence of our program. Rates are talked about a lot. They're in the news. But our program is, is about the payment, which is driven by the term. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Roger was a pioneer. And apparently you too, since you joined him so young, uh, in enabling people to have those uh, vehicles and, you know, vacation vehicles and boats and uh, things like that so they could go out and enjoy life even more. So tell me a little bit more about the different services there at Woodside, what people can expect. So we are only in this space. We don't do other things in lending. We finance classic cars, 25 years and older, and collectible cars. What's a collectible car? What the guidebooks tell us, whether you go to NADA Guides or Haggerty's card that matters. We focus on those that are collectibles, and we do recent model high-end exotics, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Aston Martin, Rolls-Royce, etc., that's the, that's the niche that we're in. So what people can expect from us is that's all we do. That's all we focus on. And they come to us that hopefully, I think we do, we make it very simple, very easy. We talk their language. I always say Woodside is three things at the end of the day. We're that lowest payment, lowest payment in America. We are up close and personal service. When you call in here, we talk to you about your car. We want to hear more about it. And lastly, it sounds trite, but we're all about common sense. We are a common sense lender, so we don't do underwriting of loans based on credit score or based on any one factor. It's a blending of what bankers call the C's of credit. We blend those, and um, I'm fortunate enough. You know, I'm I'm the COO of the business. Uh, you know, uh, you you introduced me that way. I have one of the best jobs in America. The CEO of the business, Roger Kerwin, sets the vision. My job is to execute it or be executed. Is is <laughs> is, is how the saying goes. Yeah. So we're in a space that uh, you know we can deliver those things, and I think that's what. Those are the things that make us um, uh, attractive to the people we serve. Well, you're dream enablers is what you are. It's the way I see it. And I think it's pretty cool because you think about lending uh, in many ways is kind of painful for a lot of people. And they go through all these processes and they, they have this idea of a home or a car or something like that. But you're dealing with people, I would imagine, at a different level. They're, they're more financially secure, I would suspect. These are not things that they have to have. They don't need a car to get to work. Well, they probably do, but they have that already. These are dreams, aspirations. Uh, these are people who want to fill that uh, that hole of life going back to when they were young and parking that car they couldn't have when they were young, and now they've made it. So you're dealing with a fun group of, of clients, right? You, you said it so well. We know at Woodside we are financing fun. <laughs> we do not, if you want to have fun in the lending business like I have for 35 years, finance things that people want, not things that people need. need. We're financing fun. I had a, a business associate of, uh, uh, once tell me, I wish I had said the line, 
you just mentioned that were dream enablers. Uh, he had the line, what you guys do at Woodside is, quote, you finance the dreams of 18-year-olds 30 years later. later. <laughs> and I just thought, I wish I had you need created to trademark that, that line. <laughs> that, I just thought... That encapsulates what, what we do, and, and you said it very well. Our borrowers are well-qualified people. They're making smart financial decisions. Typical borrower is, is 48 years old, has been on the job for 20 years, has 12 years of established credit. Uh, over 90% of them are homeowners. So these are established folks who are making a very thoughtful decision on being able to, as I said, keep their money and, and use ours. But dream, dream enablers gets us right back to really why we have so much fun in this in this business. No kidding. Well, you've obviously loved the business of finance and helping people finance things. What's been a driving inspiration for you? Is there a person in your life or is it a goal for you to enable, and there's that enabler word, <laughs> enable people to uh, make their dreams come true? Because you think about everybody would love to well, not everybody, but most people would love to have a home or love to have a nice car. If they're, we're talking to car people here, we're on cars, yeah. So the listeners are all car fanatics like you and me. Uh, is that been an inspiration for you, or is there something else driving you? I think you know, I, I when I think about mentors and 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 people who have had an impact on my life, if I boil it down to two, I will go back to the chairman and founder of our business because it is so enjoyable to be part of a business where we truly get to use common sense every day and get to get involved with the lives of people the way we do. And that's driven by him. He is one of the most common sense uh, people I have ever known. You've interviewed many, many sharp people over the years. Roger is one of those people. When you walk into the room, you look over and say, there's the smartest person in the room. And for me to have been associated with him and listen to the things that he feels are important is has been the uh, true mentor to me. If I go back to the beginning of time in my life, I am the fortunate grandson of immigrant grandparents. And my grandmother, uh, whose name was Tilly, came here with nothing put her brother through through school when they arrived in New York, didn't speak the language, uh, was completely self-made, and she lived until I was uh, most of the way through high school. So I, I look back at somebody who came from nothing and was, again, so dedicated to, to family and doing things for others and common sense. So if I had to boil it down to two people that have had that kind of an impact, I'd go with the, the bookends of who I work with today and, and my grandmother, who I knew as a, as a, as a young man. Wow. Well, a lot of uh, dreams come true, immigrants coming to this great country that we're part of here, that we live in, and still continues to be that that way today. This is uh, the land of freedom and the land of opportunity. And uh, obviously, Tilly and the rest of your family worked their tails off to yes. get to where they wanted and enabled the next generation, the next generation, you're doing the same. So uh, yeah, hooray for the red, white, and blue, as I always say. <laughs> Let's take a short break. We'll thank our uh, other sponsors here. We come back, we're going to talk a little bit about a challenge. So keep that thought in mind. I've teamed up with AutoGeek because 
Well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba Wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from AutoGeek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. Autogeek.net. That's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market Driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So let's talk about this. I always like to ask my guests about a big challenge. And the reason I ask this is more about the lesson that it taught you so you could come out in a positive way, even if it didn't work out so well, especially at the time. Well, Mark, first of all, I would say uh, I'm not smart enough to do anything other than enjoy every day. I really, uh, you know, I, I do find the, uh, the the bright light and the and the humor in, in every day, even when things are are not going that well. And if I look back over my business career, I'd have to go back to 2008 oh, when, the, yeah. when the economy uh, imploded. Uh, some called it a severe recession. Uh, I would refer to it as close to a, uh, as, as a depression. And to be in the space we were in, that Woodside was in financing these type of cars during that downturn, it was a challenge. And so, as the saying goes, adversity does not define character. It's how you react to mm-hmm. adversity. So at that time, what Roger and I did was uh, we continued to put one foot in front of the other and kept going, but also leaned on uh, the great relationships that we had with with people in this space. And the combination of putting one foot in front of the other and working with those folks who we who we had great relationships with in rebuilding our business is how we got through it. I told you we've been in business 20 years. I also told you that we've had 12 years of consecutive growth. So there was a little challenge along the way and many businesses face that. I uh, couldn't obviously be more delighted how we came out of it and uh, we're very um, committed to you know getting to the next level. But that's really what I would think back as a, a major challenge in my business career. 
couple great Winston Churchill quotes in a way I heard from there. And one of them, when you're marching through hell, just keep marching. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was a tough time. Yeah. It was just very, very challenging for so many people. And a lot of people didn't survive, but I'm glad you're still with us. Let's talk a little bit about a special vehicle in your life, because I know you're a bit of a car guy and uh, you work in the world of classic cars. Is there a special vehicle in your life? And if so, tell me a story about that ride. Well, I think what I'd have to go back to is I grew up in the automotive space. My father uh, was at the very basic level. He had a radiator repair shop in East L.A., He had to drop out of college to help his father continue that business. My father should have gone on to become a chemist, but he left to become a radiator repairman in Los Angeles. So I grew up in that environment of him working on radiators. He built radiators for some of the uh, race for race cars that did drag racing. And I spent time at his shop. And so if I think of a car in my mind, it would have to be the car he taught me to drive on. And that was his El Camino. It probably was a 69 in that range. Mm -hmm. It was, as they say, three on the tree. And I remember him uh, yelling at me to come to a full stop. (laughs) And I did not want to go back to first gear. So I was doing this slide through the the stop in, in second gear. So I think back of him always driving trucks. Ford trucks, Chevy trucks, as they used them in the delivery space. If he could be here today and stand on a Barrett-Jackson auction block and see what those trucks he was schlepping radiators around in <laughs> yeah. are going for today. Yeah, he'd be shocked. It's just mind-boggling. So I have, to, I have to think back to my days learning to drive on a three-in-the-tree El Camino truck with my father telling me to come to a full stop and start in first gear. Oh, what a fun memory. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a picture of you that was sent to me of you on the stage at Bear Jackson in front of a Mustang, I believe, that sold for... Quite a hefty sum. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, they took a picture of me in front of that beautiful, beautiful uh, Eleanor uh, that uh-huh. uh, went off for a nice price. I think it went for about five hundred thousand, if I'm not mistaken. And I happen to be a uh, lifelong uh, diehard uh, San Francisco Giants baseball fan, and so that that car was owned uh, by uh, now retired catcher Buster Posey. So, uh, and as you know, you've been to so many Barrett Jacksons, and and we've had the uh, the privilege of working closely with them now for we've been 10 years as their exclusive lender at the uh, at the Bear Jackson auctions uh, to see what happens there so uh, yeah that was that was a fun moment uh, and, and and as this past auction was just many many fun moments with uh, with the records that, that were set but that was a fun moment for me to be on on stage in front of that car for a quick moment yeah we're just coming off of Scottsdale and holy moly again it just keeps rolling they sold a lot of vehicles for grave numbers. They did. It was, uh, uh, again, a, a record-setting event. Uh, the Woodside team were on site there. We're in the auction office. We had the best uh, Barrett-Jackson event that, that we've ever had. So it sets a nice tone to be able to uh, start January that way. I always tell people when they ask me about the car space and where is it going, you know, what do you see next year? I said, the first thing to look at when you talk about next year is January and look at the valley floor in the Scottsdale area. It typically, you see all the auctions sell about a quarter of a billion dollars in cars, give or take. 
and uh, and that number was exceeded, uh, as as you know. Uh, so to see to see the the year start off that way, and to see the records set there, and for us to be part of it right there in the auction office. As I said, we finance fun, and that was a whole lot of fun to be uh, to be to be part of that. Pretty amazing. So I'm going to be your car psychologist today. So sit back on the couch <laughs> and uh, think about this. If you were manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive the man in the mirror, what would you be? But more importantly, why? I think if I had if I had to pick a car, and I and I've thought about this before. I've heard others, uh, you know, answer this question. I'm a pretty basic guy. Uh, not a lot of flash. I see myself, uh, to use a, a, a basketball analogy, I, I'm the point guard. I'm the one that's uh, distributing the ball. I'm not the leading scorer. I would probably see myself as that classic 1955, happens to be an important year to me. <laughs> okay. That 1955 uh, Chevy. Oh, yeah. I grew up with my parents owning a 54 Chevy, but 55, I'll take it as, as my year. It was, for the manufacturer, that car was considered to be a huge turning point. It was relatively easy to maintain. I'll let my wife, Shelly, be the judge, judge of that. <laughs> and it had smooth, straight panels. And it was just, it was sort of an iconic uh, shift for the manufacturer. So yeah. if I can hang my name on that, I would say that's, probably represents me more so than cars that that are a lot newer and go a lot faster. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I also know that the secret sauce to life is giving back and helping others. And you're serving on the board of the Boys Hope, Girls Hope. Uh, you're on the executive committee there. Can you talk a little bit about that organization? Oh, I would love to. How much How much time do we have? Um, the, the chairman, Roger Kerwin, and I have been involved with Boys Hope, Girls Hope for, let's just say it, over 20 years, uh, each of us. And it's something very near and dear to us. It is an organization that takes care of at-risk youth that we bring into two homes here in Southern California. It rolls up to a national organization with 30 homes. And over the years, we have seen uh, these at-risk young adults join us and join us with just not knowing which end is up in life. And then you see the light go off and it may go off during the high school years. It may go off by the time they get to college. And we have been so fortunate to be part of it. Uh, Roger was instrumental in bringing Boys Hope Girls Hope to Southern California. It's a St. Louis headquartered organization. My wife, Shelly, and I are uh, very proud to be a part of it. And, uh, and, and Roger gives back to the community in so many other ways. But that, um, that organization is very, uh, very near and dear to us. Thank you for thank you for asking. Absolutely. Uh, is there a website people can go and learn more, or maybe be a part of, or donate to? Oh, absolutely. It's a uh, bhghsocal.org. Okay. And uh, and I'll get that to you in uh, written information too. But um, uh, yes, they can go on there, and they can also uh, contact me directly to learn more about it. I'm that. I'm, I'm that passionate about it. And uh, when we, as we wrap things up, I'd be glad to give that contact information. They come directly to me. All right. That's awesome. Wonderful thing you're doing there. So, so important. And as I said, I've learned from listening to what, over 2000, 2018 uh, shows now, <laughs> uh, that really this is the way we are happiest as human beings is when we've figured out some way. It doesn't have to be big or it could be big if you can go big to help other people. Uh, that's how we are happiest in our lives. And for people that haven't figured it out yet, once you figure it out, you'll go, wow, wish I'd known this 
a lot long, well long said. time ago. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a great book you'd like to share that maybe you learned a lot from and you really enjoyed? I think from a business standpoint, a book I read years ago and, I, and I've gone back to it over the years uh, was the uh, Stephen Levitt book, Freakonomics. Oh, okay. And, 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 I, and I like that book because in, in business, when you're setting up incentives – uh, it's there are so many so many things to, uh, to you know to consider and uh, I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that everything we do in business has an economic impact social and then and moral and as I said earlier uh, our company we really try to use common sense in all that we do so that that book and some of the scenarios they go through my favorite is the opening chapter of the book where it talks about, the parents were not picking up the children on time at the daycare, so the daycare decided to assess the penalty. And what happened? More children were picked up late because <laughs> the, the, the rationale of, oh, so that's what the cost is to leave my children there longer. That book has so many uh, great themes about when you're, when you're creating things in business to think about the economics, the social, and the moral aspects of what, you, what you're doing. So that's probably a favorite, uh, favorite book. And then I have, to, I have to tell you this in listening to your shows, um, I listened to the show you did with McKeel Haggerty, and afterwards I went out and I, and I picked up the book, The Undertaking. Which he referenced, so I, I'm I'm uh, partway through through that, and uh, really really enjoying that. Absolutely, yeah. Freakonomics, yeah, <laughs> isn't it interesting? Yeah, it reminds me kind of like uh, of Steve of uh, the E Myth by Michael Gerber too. A lot of business basics in that thing that uh, help you realize there's a different thought process going on than you may know. So, but Freakonomics is a great one. Love that. Okay, I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive today. I've got an open checkbook. I'm like a dream come true. That means you can pick any car in the world. You can be with anybody, living or deceased, and you can be driving anywhere. So what's the ultimate drive look like for you today? Well, first of all, Mark, I always get teased as being the the two for guy. I always try oh. to get two for one out okay. of everything. All so, right. so I'm going to I'm going to come back to you if if this doesn't get outside of the the, okay. uh, the guidelines here. Um, I'm going to come back to that '67 uh, Eleanor that I saw on okay. stage at, at right. Barrett Jackson, and I'm going to see if I can uh, ride along with uh, the owner Buster Posey, and I think I'd like him to be uh, in conversation in the car with with Jerry Seinfeld. Ooh. So I can get Jerry and Buster in that car. By the way, I will make a very nice donation to each of their favorite charities if, okay. if, this, if this moment can we happen. We can make this happen. But well, first, be- I got to figure out how to buy Eleanor. But I know somebody I could loan, <laughs> uh, borrow some money from. You do. And I can give you the monthly payment on that yeah. car, too. So. So I think that would, to me, when I thought about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of of comedy and 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 what 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 he has done in the uh, in the car space. And if I could combine that with my uh, my love of sports, uh, if if you'd let me bring two passengers along, yeah, sure. That's how I would. We do whatever we want here, cars. Yeah. So that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Jerry's. Uh, I'm a Porsche guy, and obviously he's a big, big, big time Porsche guy. He's got all the dream Porsches. Yes, uh, he does. Yeah, doing all that thing. But interesting combination too with Buster and Jerry and an Eleanor. Yeah, sounds like a fun drive to me. <laughs> I like it. So you've taken us on a very cool trip today. I've really appreciated your time. And before I let you go, could you share maybe a inspirational quote or a thought with us? Boy, there are so many great ones. I think for me personally, I try to conduct my business life with the thought, 
People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And I genuinely enjoy the uh, the interactions I have with people personally and in, and in business. But if I had to give you one quote, I'll come back to something I learned from our chairman many, many decades ago. He posed the question, do you know what the 10 most important two-letter words in the English language are? Okay. And you may have been in all of the folks you've talked to, you may have heard the answer, but the answer is... If it is to be, it is up to me. Me. <laughs> and yeah. I love that quote, and it's one of initiative, of taking charge, and uh, and I attribute that, as I said, to our chairman. But I uh, I, I love the, the, the essence of, of what that is and, and people taking uh, action and, and looking for that, that initiative. You know, such a valuable concept, and it's something to teach young people you just cannot sit around and wait for someone else to make your life the way you want it to be. Uh, certainly, is never going to be the government. Probably, is not going to be your boss. It's going to be you. And exactly. You're the one that has to take charge of your life. So, love that saying very much. Okay, so how can people learn more about your business? And you mentioned earlier, reach out to you. Well, they can come directly to me. Uh, I'm happy to take uh, any call from any of your followers. Uh, they can reach me at uh, 949-717-5100. Uh, they can also find our company at uh, woodsidecredit.com. Welcome anyone to, to come on there. and uh, Or they can drop me uh, uh, an email at uh, my name, initial M, and then Shatson uh, at woodsidecredit.com. Uh, welcome any and all to, uh, to reach out to me. And I Really appreciate uh, the, the time with you today, Mark. Well, this has been great fun. I want to do a shout out to your colleague there, uh, Christopher Adam, who put us together today. Very kind of him to get us connected. Uh, this has been a delightful talk. Next time I'm down in the south part of California, southern part, SoCal, my old hometown, I'm going to look you up. Maybe we'll have lunch. In fact, I'm going to be coming down there for the La Jolla Concours in April. I don't know if you guys have any relations with that organization or with that group, but uh, I'll be in the Laguna Beach area too, so maybe Newport Beach. And uh, just don't tell my, my daughter. We had a little <laughs> joke about me once taking my daughter to the beach one day, and then it was Newport Beach, a dealership, and not the actual beach. But sorry about that, Paige. You know your dad. He loves cars. We have had so much fun today, and I want to thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your world with us. You guys really are dream makers, dream enablers. Uh, check out Woodside with uh, the website here. I'll make sure I put all these links on Mitch's show notes page. Just type in Mitch. Shatzen, say that 10 times fast, <laughs> S-H-A-T-Z-E-N, and you will find everything you need to find the car of your dreams or park it in your garage. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Mark, thank you again. Really enjoyed uh, the time with you today. Thank you. You're welcome. This was great fun. Tech Force is a charity of choice here at Cars Yeah. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply... It's critically short. For every one tech who graduates school, there's five jobs waiting for them. Said another way, four technician jobs go unfilled for every technician graduate. Lots of young people love cars, but don't know how to turn that passion into their careers. TechForce Foundation shows them through career exploration, technical education, and the workforce development solutions. Join Cars yeah in supporting TechForce Foundation and its mission to solve the technician shortage by donating at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! 
Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!